This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. Well, greetings and welcome to the Steve Dace Show. On Westwood One, the Steve Day Show podcast on Westwood One, powered by Conservative Review. This is the last day that you will hear this particular podcast in this particular format, because on Monday, Todd, we're moving to the blaze. You're going to, if you, if you already get this podcast in this form um, via iTunes, Stitcher, and you just think, boy, I can't get enough of the coverage of the systemic demise of Western civilization while well, you are in for a treat for the foreseeable future as we uh, we are going to two hours. And if you can, I mean, you can listen to us live as well um, on The Blaze starting Monday, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern time is when you can catch us live. You can watch us as well if you're a subscriber to The Blaze Premium and um, listen to us live on the Blaze Radio, even if you're not a subscriber. So we're really excited about that. And um, I've been working with the team at the Blaze so far this week. A lot of moving parts trying to get this all, but I could not be more impressed with with um, their, their ability and the crew that they've got down there. And uh, so we're really excited. In case you're wondering why you're hearing my voice instead of Steve's, he's actually down in Dallas right now. He was on Glenn Beck's program earlier today discussing the move to the Blaze as well. Uh, if you want to keep uh, track of you know his thoughts on what whatever is going to be happening, I mean it's a Friday, so I'm sure you know there's going to be no news today at all. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Shoot him an email, uh, Steve at SteveDace.com. So in his stead, it's uh, me, Aaron McIntyre, and Todd Erzin as well. We just got done taping uh, the last version of the the Steve Day Show for CRTV as we know it before Monday. Uh, it was the Dace Group Roundtable with Rob Eno, our Director of Research and Overall Media Watchdog, Chris Pandolfo, writer at Conservative Review as well. You won't want to miss that. Uh, Todd, it is a, a Feedback Friday, and I got some feedback that Steve uh, forwarded on to me for us to tackle, which I'm kind of excited about because usually we get, you know, we kind of get... Um, we don't get much feedback because you know you and I's name are not Steve Day, so correct. It's it's um, it's it's fortunate that Steve is bailing us out. You ready to get going? Feedback away. Feedback away. First email comes from Matt Wells. He says, "Steve, Aaron, and Todd. My name is Matt Wells. I live in Washington County, Iowa. I came to the state because politics. The religious liberty rally for the Cruz campaign changed the course of my life." I met a man who invited me to church. I found my church because politics. Marion Avenue Baptist Church is an independent fundamental Baptist church. It's body of believers on fire for things of the Lord. I'm involved in every part of the ministry there. Music, soul winning, and door-to-door evangelism, missions, our massive live animal Christmas play, everything. The more I read my Bible, the more politics turns me off. Let me set this up. I knocked on literally thousands of doors for the cruise campaign across six states. I recruited hundreds of volunteers. I did this all on my own dime. That being said, the worldview differences between myself and most of the people I talked to became quite apparent when the binary choices started being thrown around. I don't think we are called to clean up this culture. We're called to go make disciples. 
He who wins souls is wise. I don't see this happening with many modern churches with the leaders and pastors afraid to call sin what it is. I don't see this with most modern churches where the gospel is never preached. It's long past time to start calling organizations like the United Methodist Church, the Presbyterian Church, the ELCA, the Episcopal Church, nearly all Catholic dioceses, the Church of Christ, the Disciples of Christ, and many are more what they actually are. They are apostate organizations leading people to hell. If a church won't stand for the glorious gospel, I think it forfeits its right to be called a church. A congregational church in Iowa City proudly displays a rainbow flag on its sign. Why do we allow these social clubs to lead people to hell? Your speech to the Family Leader Conference called on pastors to teach their people to say no. When are the men of the word Christians going to stand and say no to these organizations who seek to be Satan's mouthpieces cloaked in the name of Jesus? These organizations are going to cover to lost people to continue in their fleshly and sinful ways under a false understanding that they'll be saved if they do certain things or attend church weekly. If we seek revival, we need to get back to hard preaching, loving teaching, and the premise that salvation is by God's grace through faith placed upon Jesus, plus and minus nothing. I'd appreciate your thoughts either by email or by a response on Friday's podcast, In Christ, Matt Wells. Well, Matt, the thing that stuck out to me the most, and I don't know about you, Todd, was the more you start reading your Bible, the more politics turns you off. That is the right response, I think. Because politics, at least as it's currently constructed in our day and age, the, the deeper you are in your relationship with, with Jesus and the more you study God's word, the less attached and the more turned off you are to things of the world. Politics is a thing of the world, um, by and large. There are ways to use I mean, there are ways to use politics as a platform for your worldview. That's what we have attempted to do, and that's what I mean. That's a cruise. It, Steve was on the cruise campaign as well as you were, Matt. That's what we have attempted to do. Although the more and Todd, I want your thoughts on this. The more I see it, though, the less attached i am to the idea of politics as a platform it, as long as we have it available i think we should use it but the more corrupting it becomes and it, i think it has become so matt um you also asked when are the people of god going to get back to uh, the long list of, of things you um you you listed off there the word going to stand up and say no to these organizations um That's going to happen when people like you say no. If your pastor, and it sounds like you're in a good church, if your pastor started um, started flying a rainbow flag or your, your church started flying a rainbow flag or any number of things, and you say no and you pick up and leave, um, that may not change their mind, that may not correct their error, uh, but that's a win. Because you're absolutely right. You said this as well. You're absolutely right that any organization that leads, that just kind of coddles people's emotions on their way to hell can't be called a church. That's absolutely right. Um, So, Matt, I I sense a lot of frustration and a lot of probably disappointment maybe with with, uh, the political system. But I think from what uh, what you wrote to us, I think your your mind is in the right place. What do you think, Todd? 
Well, yes, I of course applaud you for having uh, eyes to see and ears uh, to hear. But I, I would uh, strenuously even uh, call you to uh, to do what Aaron said and to be turned off by politics as it is currently be gamed out, but do not be turned off by politics per se. As Steve has pointed out many times on this show, uh, you know, politics is a, is an extension of uh, government and government has a legitimate uh, biblical purpose. Uh, uh, therefore, it is our job to discern uh, when we are to uh, be wise as serpents and innocent as doves uh, as it applies to, uh, to government so it, you should i mean this is vomitous what we are seeing right now but, but we do not, do not want to make the mistake of casting aspersions on the model of government as even though flawed as we were given it uh by our founders was still as good as ever been devised by man to allow uh uh, the man and his God to flourish most fully. Um, otherwise, um, we have something resembling uh, the Wild West. That's pushing the pendulum too far. Currently, well, the pendulum isn't even close to that. We are on the side of tyranny. Um, but it is good and right and true to be part of something that orders government accordingly to the flourishing of both God and man. Well said. Uh, next one from Dennis Whitworth. Uh, he says, and this is written to Steve, your analysis of Nikki left of as of why Nikki left, Nikki Haley left, makes as much sense as anything else. Why not sell your stock while it's high? Cash in your chips and wait for the next low. I think the odds of Trump being a one term president is higher than you think. I seriously doubt the stock market bubble will last until Election Day 2020. And we know what happened when the markets crashed on Bush. You seem to think everything is wonderful. I see warning signs everywhere, <laughs> like in housing and in autos. Trump's tariffs have already cost Ford Motor $1 billion. Two years from now, we will see who is right. Following the markets is my thing. Politics are yours. Well, Dennis. That's just ridiculous. Come well, on. Den well, Don't hey, hey, one, one second, Todd. Uh, Dennis, you're absolutely right about the, the, the economics, the uh, economic realities Let's put that on uh, aside. Things aren't are things. We can't be on this bubble forever. If you follow Jesse Colombo, you, you're going to think every day. Well, one, you're going to think every day the market's going to crash tomorrow. And secondly, it's going to crash. It, it is. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Uh, everything when everything is built on bubbles, those bubbles have to burst so another bubble can can come in. Let's set that aside. One, uh, one, the the the. The thing about everything being Steve thinking everything is wonderful that that's that's crazy, Dennis. But the other part of this is the market crash didn't really happen to Bush. I mean, he was at the end of his he was he was at the end of his term. What happened to the Republican Party is called Barack Obama. Okay, um, if if it, if it had been um, somebody else, I think you know the Democrats probably still would have had a great chance of winning. Uh, but I I don't know. I'm not I'm not totally sure um, we can count anything out as even even as far as the economy goes from having a negative or positive impact on anybody at this point. Um, 
I, I don't doubt that we're headed for another recession. I don't think that, I, I guess bottom line, I don't doubt that we're headed for another recession. I don't doubt that we're um, heading for another burst bubble on something large. Um, I don't like the tariffs. I agree with you on that. I think in two years, it's probably only going to get worse, although we can't say that, say that for sure. Um, but I don't think those things definitely point to um, Trump being a one-term uh, president or Democrats taking control. Todd, what do you think? What is this guy's full name? Dennis Whitworth. Yeah, Dennis, you, you're... I recognize your name as a regular follower. I mean, come on, man. We this this we got to file this under uh, false binary choices. I'm the economist, and you're the political guy. That's ridiculous. Uh, you seem to think everything's okay. That I, I you watch our show. I think on a regular basis. That couldn't be further from the truth. So come on, man. I mean, we cannot be doing that. Just like we got done talking today. I mean, we. With whether it's Brett Kavanaugh or whether it's um, Kanye West, uh, I mean, th- listen. There's all kinds of strange bedfellows going on right now, and we have got to be able to stop doing this thing with the other, the tribalism, and 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 that's where we're at with this thing. What was, we we're willing to if you're well versed in economics. Have at it, because I know you talk regularly about uh, uh, the tariffs, uh, and you're right. None of us have been supporting them uh, around here. We just recognize we're dealing with a, um, well, we're dealing with a, a, a party that has totally been overtaken by Romans 1. And we're all trying to figure out how to negotiate that with an alternative party that is partially overtaken that by itself also has uh one foot uh within the world we'd like it to live in every once in a while listen this this is complicated uh it's it's uh existential uh we're all doing the best we can so iron sharpens iron always hold us accountable dennis but don't do it with strawman all right next one from ryan hartwig uh, Steve, on the topic of should Republicans nominate a Supreme Court justice in 2020 if a seat becomes available, I think I might disagree with you slightly, which is rare. A couple of years ago, conservatives were very vocal about not nominating a judge because it was an election year. And now you are saying that if it happens in 2020, we should because it is our team. As much as I hate saying this, I think we should keep the standard of leaving the seat open in an election year and letting the election decide. There is one thing that could change my mind to agree with you, and that is if we are in all-out war and it's smashing Democrats and beating them into submission, victory, or death. If that is the case you are making, then I'm with you, but I don't remember you making that argument during that segment. If that is not the case, then I think we should be consistent with our views. I'm curious to hear what you think about what I think and what you think. Um. I don't recall what Steve's position on this whole unwritten rule of not nominating or not seeing out, um, not seeing out a, a nominee during an election year. I don't recall him. Uh, I don't recall his his um, his position on that unwritten rule because it's not and it's not a con. It's it's like it's like the unwritten rules of, of baseball. I don't. It's guys. It's well, politics. None of us said, and we don't believe that you should not. No. nominate somebody in the year before an election let that election decide quite frank and i said i pointed out the difference um back then we had a republican co- uh 
Senate yes. and a Democrat president. Now yes. we have a Republican and a Republican. It's we we agree that we should let elections decide all of the elections combined. The last one too, and 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 that's where I think we disagree with you. Uh, I it's listen in a perfect world, and we uh, Steve actually wrote a uh, a column about this regarding the courts are not supposed to be this sexy. Mm-hmm. Nothing even close to it. In a perfect world, uh, we th- this would not even be. An issue, the theater of it on any level. But here, uh, as it currently stands, and we need to fight for this thing the way that we do, if nothing else, just to buy some time. And again, Daniel Horowitz always points out that uh, you know, listen, we 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 make we could get a majority that was seven to two in the Supreme Court, and we still have to deal with the great problem of the courts. Um, at the at, at the appeals uh, level, but you, you, listen, it's it would be absolutely insanity. And and as I said, uh, I don't even believe Chuck Grassley believed those words. He's going to uh, appoint somebody in that scenario, and he should appoint somebody in that scenario. And it was absolutely right not to do it when the Republicans held the Senate and uh, Barack Obama was there. This th- this thing is not even close to what it should be. And it, it's, it's important to have hills you will die on in terms of uh, philosophy. Uh, but it, one of them absolutely isn't trying to be, you know, some sort of holier-than-thou thing. When you know the Democrats at every turn, and we see that here in the news, are ready to shank you. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're maybe looking at this the wrong way, and it was because of something you just brought up. It was a Democrat president and a and a and a Republican Senate. Um, this is this is our political system, though. If the Senate is controlled by a party that doesn't like a nominee, um, they have the power to not see that nominee through to confirmation. Am I getting? Am I making this more or less complicated than it should be? I these 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 ideas of well, it's a standard. We can't violate. It. Well, no. Um, um, it's I I get the I get the heart behind this. I think that well, we we need to uh, we need to hold ourselves to the same standard. Well, um, I I don't think that's really necessarily apropos because this is just our political system working itself out todd um i don't i don't think it's any more complicated than that i don't think there's some um overarching and maybe i'm maybe i'm not taking this seriously enough but as far as the actual nuts and bolts of this um they have the power to do as they as they see fit um and i won't i mean i won't agree with it i don't think if if grassley actually follows through on what he said the other day um but at the same time again it's just the political system uh, that we have devised working itself out. If you have power, you uh, in the Senate, uh, you don't have to confirm somebody uh, if they don't meet your sniff test or what have you. Um, Jess Harris says, "Dear Steve, I didn't vote for Trump two years ago. Kavanaugh wasn't my choice, and I've never voted straight tic- straight R ticket. As soon as early voting starts, I will do exactly that. Even for R's, I don't like not for the judges to keep the Dems at bay. If I tell you what I think of the Dems, I'd have to go to the confession." Uh, maybe I already need to because I think and feel it. Their masks never fooled me, but their new boldness in proclaiming what they really are scares me. A whole generation that hasn't been told the truth 
doesn't know history, that scares the crap out of me. I know we will have to face it eventually unless the pre-tribs are right, but I'm not in any rush to enable the demons. Uh, best regards, Jess. Yeah, I think that for the most part uh, kind of sums up where I am too. I finally uh, registered yesterday and um, I was, I'm seriously considering voting straight ticket R. I can't stand David Young. He's a, he's the squishiest squish that ever squished. He's my representative. Um, I'm thinking about voting for him. It's because I, it's not that I'm afraid of the Democrats, the Democrats, or like at a visceral level, I'm just afraid of them. Because I know, as you just noted, we're going to have to face this reality sometime anyway, so there's no point in fretting. I mean, just, but at the same time, um, I just, it's like a stay of execution. We keep using that term, Todd. And if the Republicans will, will get, grant us a, you know, a one day stay from the coming Marxist apocalypse, then I guess, I guess they can have my vote. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a little bit over the last couple of days, and I, and it's, you know, reflecting on how I kind of act and react. And uh, I'm finding my thinking starting to uh, mimic, as we get closer to the actual election, the way I thought about uh, the 2004 and 2008, no, the 2008 and 2012 elections. Uh, I did not vote for John McCain. Uh, just as I did not vote for Donald Trump, I I, I simply found uh, that as in the face of what Obama coming along in the Hillary presidency, um, as frustrating as those prospects were for me, what I was focused more on the time is how terribly both I felt Trump and McCain handled getting the torch. Uh, passed to them uh, and it it was my le- not voting for them was more a reflection of what I thought they deserved than focusing on what was going to replace the Republicans well now I, I, I Mitt Romney I uh, I think I have unlike with Steve I think Steve has a more of a visceral distaste for God rest his soul hopefully uh, John McCain uh, whereas mine was more visceral in general for Mitt Romney but I ended up pulling the trigger for Mitt Romney, not because I was pro Mitt Romney, but I, I was very much at that point. Uh, I felt the level of accountability after four years against uh, Barack Obama needed to be um, fleshed out for me in the ballot. And and I I am like Aaron. I am very and Steve. Um, I'm toying with the idea of straight 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 ticket Republican. For that reason, a, a vote against uh, a Democrat uh, House that just flat out hates me and my family and the way we want to live. Well said. Uh, Steve Heverin is next. Uh, he says, if the pro-life advocates reaction to Brett Kavanaugh's first ruling on an abortion case as a Supreme Court justice was a song from the Footloose soundtrack, it would be a... Let's hear it for the boy. B, almost paradise. C, holding out for a hero. Or D, never. Um, I'm going to say C. Is that holding out for a hero? Yeah. Yes. That is accurate. Yep. 
Um, well, uh, one more from Je- actually a couple more. I'll hit a uh, couple more here. Let me find the next one. I'm not nearly as organized as Steve. Just so you guys know. Todd, got any plans this weekend? Plans? Yeah. Uh, Brewers, Badgers, and various Urzen girl sports, both cross-country and uh, soccer. It's going to be glorious. My number two daughter, uh, Tessa, and thank you always when I do um, go Kathy Lee Gifford and share what's going on in my children's uh, lives via Twitter. Thank you, you know, when you say you like it. I'm, um, I'm proud of them. Um, so she's got... Should be. She's, uh, she's running a state uh, cross country. Nice. Um, my oldest, Ainsley, won conference last uh, last night as a uh, freshman. And uh, then they uh, Ainsley also uh, has her first state cup. The state championship tournament uh, starts uh, this weekend. So she's got her first game in that. So that I trust me, I, I enjoy doing that, watching that every bit as much and more than sitting down and watching the Brewers in the World Series and the Badgers in a football game. It's a um, it's a joy I hope all of you share on some level because, um, not because of the winning or losing, but when they love it, it's 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 nothing short of the grace of God. It is the definition of why John Adams said, "I study war so my children can study politics, and then so their and their children they will study politics so their children can study the arts, whatever." I lump sports in with that. It is um, it is truly a blessing. Uh, Jacob Arthur says, "Is it possible this whole Kanye Trump thing is the biggest episode of punked that Ashton Kutcher has ever pulled off?" Nikki Haley found out and resigned as fast as she could. Uh, yes. Yes. You think that's possible? Isn't that four-dimensional yep. chess? No, no. That's like the opposite of four-dimensional chess. That's like apl- applying Occam's razor to the entire world universe right huh. now. Okay, interesting. I, I would four-dimensional say that- chess is the sunken place, man. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think that's possible. I think. Listen, in that White House, in that bubble, I, isn't it as likely as anything else that you know? Honestly, um, she went into work one day just like she's always been doing what she's doing and had that like um I'm going off the grid moment for whatever reason it could have been big or small it mounted up the straw that broke the camel's back she's just done i think that's as likely as anything else all right final one this is from uh this is directed towards todd uh badger fans 6969 underscore lol uh says i love your podcast and the Badgers in all capital Wisconsin is amazing. Uh, Aaron can go expletive himself. <laughs> uh, Todd is my inspiration. Again, that's Badger fan 6969 underscore LOL. Your oh, reaction? Yeah? <laughs> um, thanks or you're, something. You're his inspiration. This was riddled with spelling errors, by the way, but you're his yeah. inspiration. <laughs> and, the, and the double 69 uh, kind of uh, leaves me with some level of concern. Um, you know, it just let, let's let's tone it down until next fall when, when they play again. Uh, well, you know, <clears throat> we should have won. I'm still, I'm still bitter. It's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. Should have won. Should have won the game. That's true. Okay, we're going to be back here on Monday uh, on The Blaze. You're going to hear a lot more uh, programming every single day, so that's awesome. Until then, when Steve returns, John 317.
face. I like you. 